Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome to Chronicles of Griath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Thank you for joining us today for the start of our second arc of the campaign. And just to remind you guys, we are going to go ahead and go around the virtual table once again and introduce our lovely players. So, Rosie, let's start with you. You don't always start with me, please. No. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon, a champion fighter from the city of Griath and the ultimate pretty boy. I'm done. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have Jeremy. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and I play Damien. Damien is the, you know, resident dad of the group, even if Elon refuses to accept it. Still not my dad. We'll get there. Like I said, I'll, I'll accept father-in-law. I fully have a dad. You're not my dad either. <laughs> it's okay. We'll whittle down the non-believers as we go. Uh, I'll, I'll settle for Thorn Mother, you know? Fair enough. But passing on to a bigger Damien dad believer, we have Nathan. Daddy! <laughs> uh, hi, I play Rubo, and my name is Nathan. I did that kind of backwards, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm Rubo, the uh, cool guy of the group. Resident fuckboy and uh, village idiot, pretty much. Do not call me daddy. <laughs> Too late. Moving on from the Damien dad debate a little more, we have our resident good boy, well, his character at least, Andrew. I think it goes for me as well, I, I can say. Uh, yes, and I'm Andrew playing Thu, the lizard folk reborn. Cleric and Druid of the star-related things. Yes, all the sparkly star-related things. And we move away from the sparkly star-related things to the player of the character who has all of the grotesque horror-related things with Gia. What are you talking about? Hi, I'm Gia. I'm playing Chatwin Darcy, who does have parents. I don't need another dad. You wish. I'm <laughs> playing a uh, reborn sorcerer, um, hasn't had a good time, Chatwin has not had a good time throughout the entire campaign so far, consistently having a bad time, that's the brand. Indeed, and I would venture to reverse the saying, I'm here for a long time, not a good time. I'm here for a bad time and a long time. Apparently. <laughs> Didn't you have fun, you know, like antagonizing the mayor and getting him thrown out of the city? Okay, I had one good time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of good times and long times, uh, let's go back to our recap. So last time, our characters returned from their brutal battle with a necromancer that ended with Thelthu putting Damien's wife to rest. They received their rewards upon their return from the Fae Court Kings and Queens. Um, the trinket that they requested and the item fitting of the life goals that they were so very hesitant to give during the session. <laughs> Going against the initial instincts that told them to rush home as quickly as possible, our tired and wary adventurers decided to spend the night in the Feywild giving Damien some time to drink away his sorrows with the Summer Court King and Chatwin some time to bury her nose in the books of the Library of the Winter Court. 
They all retired to private rooms to get some rest following their escapades, big and small. And we return to them now as they greet the Feywild morning with a variety of birds chirping, the sounds of hustle and bustle outside. Is this a Disney movie? (laughs) With how much everyone's celebrating after this big threat that swept through their realm has now been vanquished. It sounds more like one than normal. All right, Gia, here's your moment. Time to shine. Disney princess, here we go. Hell yeah. But who's waking up first? Well, if there's a lot of noise, because Belty didn't sleep inside. He slept outside, as per usual. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you wake up and there's a whole festival going on around you. You're covered in streamers. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say it's that big, but Belty, you would... As the sun sort of starts to rise and hide the stars that you were resting under, the area around the trees that you settled into for the night would become bustling almost as soon as sort of the sun peaks over the horizon. People would be setting up like some decorations in front of houses, not necessarily touching the wildlife, but they would be decorating all the buildings and you would see teenagers running around getting into trouble as teens are wont to do and adults walking around with various like foods and beverages uh, coming from one business or another. And unlike the day before when you were walking through and most homeowners and businesses had their doors closed and or boarded up, based on the threat, they would have everything swung wide open today, inviting basically everyone in to reconnect with the community after the very quick sweeping threat passed through. I think that will just kind of go inside the inn area and wait for everyone else. He's not too interested in in this festivity. Uh, Last thing I I and he remembers is we're trying to leave because people have things they got to do in the not time-skipping world. (laughs) That is true. But the owner of the inn would greet you as usual and kind of invite you to make yourself comfortable until your friends come down. Yeah, which he would. I just have a quick question I probably asked for. Does the weapon or the magic thing, does it take the shape only in use or does it like stay in, say, like the bow form? Out of use, it would stay in whatever form it took last. So if you used it in the bow form last, it would stay in the bow form um, out of use. And since that's the form it was given to you in, that's what it would be in right now. Yep. Then only point to add is he would have that slung over his shoulder as the only new addition. <laughs> Indeed. Thelthu, as you're sort of settling in, resting in like the waiting area, awaiting all your friends to finally get up, who would be rising next? More than likely, Elon. Elon wakes with the right before the sun. So Elon is going to, of course, get dressed, put on his makeup. And also, he will strap those nice swords on his sides and head down. If Thelthu would be there, he's going to pretty much say, I'm going to go train while everybody's getting up. Oh, all right. Should I let them know where you are or will you find us? You can join me if you want. I'm just doing morning exercises. I think I'm all right. Okay. I'll, I'll wait then. It shouldn't take long. 
No mod. So Elon will go right outside and begin doing his morning routine. Indeed. Some butt squats for you, Rubo. <laughs> you awake enough this early in the morning to wolf whistle out the window, good sir? No, I was in my sleep. This is why I'm not talking yet, is Rubo's definitely still asleep. Gotcha. Then who's next? Damien is hungover, so he's going to sleep. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in uh, Damien's room asleep on the floor. So the sleepy heads are uh, sleeping. <laughs> Chatwin woke up early. She just does naturally, but she's she's going to sit in her room by herself, just sitting awake on her bed, just kind of staring for a while. So awake, but not doing anything. Haven't even gotten out of bed yet. <laughs> okay. After a little while, maybe 10 minutes of just laying there to yourself, you would hear a voice kind of chime in in the back of your head and go, You've been laying here too long. You're already awake. Why not get up and greet the day? I read a lot of things last night on the back. I'm just absorbing. You could absorb getting a move on. Maybe not wasting more time on the material plane. You've already technically been gone for... What, two weeks now? When everyone else is ready to go, they'll come get me. All right. And I just continue to sit. And you'll feel her presence recede as you lay there and lay there. Until finally, Damien and Rubo, you've been sleeping long enough that some of the party noise that has amped up now that it's acceptable hours for people to be awake kind of drifts in through even your closed window, forcing you from your sleep. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> Just shoving my shoving my head under a pillow. Damien will eventually wake up, see Rubo still asleep, walk over. I'm not like asleep anymore. It's too loud, but I've just got my head like shoved under a pillow trying to go back to sleep. Then he's just going to like hit you in the stomach and be like, oh, lad, get up. Come on. We got to get ready to leave. You're up. You feel all right? I'll get by. I think I uh, kind of jump up to my feet. I just fell asleep in all of my clothes last night. I just collapsed on the floor. So I'm already pretty much ready to go. And I uh, kind of claps a hand on his back and say, uh, all right, buddy, wherever you want to go, let's go. Right, let's go find everyone else first and see if they're ready to leave this place. Oh, shit. Did I miss Elon's morning yoga? And I just run out of the room. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> and you run downstairs to find that Elon, I'm pretty sure he would have. Oh, I would have been done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like come down the stairs, like scanning the room, see Elon, and I'm just like, fuck. Problem, Rubo? <sighs> wake up early. Wake up. No, no, no. I'm good. You guys seen Damien? Is he around here? I'll go wake him up if you need to. Wasn't. Uh, what room was he in? Like, takes a towel out, wiping down the sweat, starts going up. I assume Davian's coming down behind me. Oh, there, there the big guy is. Uh. Morning. Who were we missing? Chatwin? Uh, Chatwin and Thelthu. Oh, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> Just sitting somewhere. <laughs> You're so quiet, Thelthu. <laughs> so he's gonna, like, look over and be like, sorry, I'm a little hungover. Just didn't say yeah. It's alright. I'm surprised you, well, I suppose hungover. Surprised you weren't up already. I got a soldier's remedy for that. Oh, what's 
What's that? You don't want it. I'll go knock on Chatwin's door. Elon's gonna go up, try to remember what door, and just do a night. Dun, 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 dun. I think Chatwin's been sitting in silence all morning when the first noise that comes to her door makes her kind of. <gasps> oh. Uh, are, are, we, are, we, are we ready to go? I believe so. We're just waiting on you, my lady. Yeah, I'll. Here, let me stand. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fall down. <laughs> Do you need help? I'm fine. I'm fine. Hold on. We'll, we'll wait for you downstairs. Right, right. Uh, more bang, bang, bang. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so I tried to get the room back in order because I had a chair in front of the door and I had a cloth <laughs> over the mirror and I had the curtains drawn. So I'm trying to make it look like a, a back in order like I'd usually do with ends. <laughs> and it's just so flustered out of nowhere. Just kind of going like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Elon who just does a simple lock of the door. That's it. Elon, <laughs> as you're kind of walking back down the hallway, you hear a voice kind of creep up from on your shoulder, and it's like, "Should we check and make sure that she's all right?" You're a lady. You go check up on her. Do I have to go alone? I'll be at the stairs. Last time she was a little scary. Then you have a nice shoulder ride. Creak. Oh shit. Close the door behind me. <sighs> kind of pause for a second and put my face up against the door after I close it. <sighs> okay. Eliana and Elon just staring at you. <laughs> Eliana has literally turned herself around so that she is sitting backwards on Elon's shoulder to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, if we're heading out, then I'm I'm good to go. Right. Are you Are you okay? Yeah, I just uh, was doing a lot of research last night. <laughs> okay. Just read some things. There was a lot of banging in there before you left. Yeah, I had to. I, I don't like leaving the room out of order once I leave it. I make myself at home in inns and then I try to put everything back the way it was. I just, I woke up kind of uh, dizzy and. Uh... Aliana, leave her be. Everybody has their own ways about things. Fine. I was just asking. I was worried about all the noise. Are all pixies this curious? I mean, we don't really hide much from each other. Welcome to the group. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go downstairs. I'll I'll, I'll walk downstairs with um, Elon. Yeah, Elon already starts going down, and we meet we're back with the party. And all of you convene in the lobby of this inn, for lack of a better term. All up and ready to greet the day. Aliana, how are we getting back from here? Is it the same way that we got here? Yeah, I gotta go put together my little crew of transporting pixies or whatever. We haven't really come up with a name for that yet, but we all do the ritual that moves people that don't have their own way of going in and out. In and out. Call it the in and out crew. That sounds disgusting, so no. <laughs> I kind of like it. Just gonna put it out there. Thank you. She kind of like looks at you and is like, I would kind of expect that, not gonna lie. Rubo just chuckling to himself. Follow-up question. When we go back, are we going to go back in the same place where we came in, or can we go back to anywhere? Like, can we go to the nearest city? Because I don't really want to just appear in the middle of the woods and have to hike through all of that again, if that's an option. We can you to different parts of the sparkling grove it's just a matter of 
we do have to know exactly where in the forest we're putting you. Oh, it has to be in the grove, though. Yeah, we can't leave the grove. Oh, okay. We should not go anywhere back near that town. Yeah, let's not go back to Ivanborough. Uh, not for a little while, at least. Is it possible that I can go get my tent and sleeping bag? I could drop you there. Well, actually, it might be ruined by now. Oh, yeah, it has been weeks. God, that scares me. Yeah. All right, let's hurry. Yep. Yeah. Is there anything that we have to do? Like, does anyone have things that we have to do? Like, if there's something that we have to do within the grove still, if we have to go back to that one uh, monastery? Like, where are we going after we leave this place? That was going to be my question. What, where or what are we doing after all this? I have somewhere I would like to go, but I don't know the rest of yours plans. I'm willing to help out with anything. I came out of my forge to adventure around the world, and I've seen a lot of crazy shit, but there's probably more to see. I do have a few ideas, but I'm not familiar with where. I mean, we can discuss this here now, or we can discuss it once we get out. Let's get out. I think that that's the best option, and then we discuss what we're doing. Agreed. Do we want to go back to, like, the edge of the grove so we don't have to go through the whole forest again, or just right where we came from? The edge is probably safer. No more giant snakes. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. Um, the edge in which direction? Um, let me pull up. Uh, Elon, can I see that map again? Yeah, absolutely. He pulls it out. Elon, which, which side of the grove is your, your home on? Good question. I just came into report. I'm not very keen on that. Yeah, so the port that you came from would be the south side of the grove, but Kriath itself would be to the east. Uh, only problem is, is there is a channel separating the grove from that part of the continent, and it would be a long walk. Elon looks to Rubo like, for his response and goes... I'll show you on the map if you're really interested. It's honestly, it's kind of crazy and it took a while. Did you walk here? I walked a part way, got lost for a bit, and then I found the boat, and that was a good week or more travel. And then I got to a port and I, uh, I avoided every town because that was the advice given to me. Interesting. Uh, Southu, you said there were some things that you needed to do. Do you know where? Well, I am following the advice that, I don't remember which, one of the fey kings or queen had given to seek out a temple. I believe I was told somewhere on Escargo Island or Snakeskin Fields, there are temples to Horakosh. If we could find a temple for some other gods, that would help. I don't super love the idea of going to Escargo Island just because that's a long ride in the water. We could go to the eastern edge of Sparkling Grove and either do this super long walk around the water or we could book passage on a ship and I would just have a really, really terrible couple of days, hours, however long it would take to cross that little channel to the snakeskin fields and see if there's a temple there. Make me a quick survival check. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a 10 for survival. Okay, 
Uh, you don't have a super accurate idea of how long you would have to be on a boat for. You know that it took you a couple days to walk down to uh, Rockford from where you started in that small town. But seeing those channels, you would think it wouldn't be more than a few hours to cross any of the smaller openings on the map. So, like, there is actually a couple different places that you could probably cross quickly, whether you did go through the entire forest and cross towards where Elon is saying his home is in Snakeskin Fields, or there is actually a small channel separating the cities of Norgut and Suget, which guard off the channel. So that would probably be a few hours boat ride to that town. Mm-hmm. Judging the other major cities on Escargo Island, there's two others. There's Brolbus, which you know is well known for like its nightlife and entertainment. Bards set up a lot of like performances there. There's a lot of casinos. Think of it like Fantasy Vegas, almost. That's the best way I can describe it. That would probably be a couple days by boat. Verdif you know, which is on the far side of Escargo Island. That is known for being a uh, hub for religious scholars and monasteries. But from what you know about Escargo Island, you would know that the central like freshwater lake that they have is what they've built all the temples around. So it's an inland journey that sort of becomes a pilgrimage for many who want to take it. But Sailing all the way to Verdif would be five days. Yeah, that's a no-go. So how about this? If we go on the eastern side of the grove, the eastern edge, we can take a boat for those across that small channel there, cut through the snakeskin fields and make our way south from there. And then once we get to the southern edge, we can take another boat across that small channel to Verdif and then make our way inland to Escargo Islands. This is if we don't find anything in snakeskin fields. That's why it's easy and the way I'm looking at the map, it looks like the quickest way to hit both locations. Can I ask a quick question? Yes, you may. What city is the safe house that I'm trying to go to in? That safe house would be in Brolbus. Which is the Fantasy Vegas? Fantasy Vegas, yes. Oh, we're fucking going. <laughs> well, if you need to go to Escargo Island um, and Thelthu, you said that's what you were lo- the temples you were looking for were probably on Escargo Island. Do you know for sure that they are, or is it they could be in either place? I was told there were temples in both places. If my memory serves, uh, I believe a main temple to Horakash is somewhere in the Snake Fields, and Escargo has temples for every god, I believe I was told. Damien, do you have a pamphlet to any of those cities? Oh, give me a second. Let me look. Emma, would I have a pamphlet for any of those places? Yes. So you would definitely have a pamphlet for the three major cities. You would have a pamphlet for Suget, Brolbus, and Verdif. He pulls them out and he's like, yeah, I got someone right here. Okay. Uh, can I start looking over the pamphlets? Is there anything interesting in these pamphlets? Uh, yes, you can. Go ahead and make an investigation check to whittle out all the important information. Can I help him? Yes, you can. Roll with advantage, my friend. That's a nat 20. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. With Chatwin's help, you flip through these pamphlets uh, very quickly and pick out actually a lot of very useful information as far as everything goes. I'll go from left to right as far as where the cities are located. 
You would have a pamphlet on both Norgit and Suget, actually. Uh, Damien would have found it as you were reading the one for Suget and passed it over. Those two um, cities are actually reading through the history that way because there used to be a giant water gate that was there to keep um, unwanted ships from using the port. When the pass was originally made, they wanted to try instituting like a toll system or something like that, but the waves just eroded away the stone that they tried to use for it. So the gates that the cities are now named after no longer exist. The ocean washed them away long ago. But they have sort of parallel interests. Norgit, many of the citizens who live there focus a lot on hunting. So there's a lot of deer, wild boar, uh, things like that that are plentiful in that particular region. And so they set up regular hunts, but they are also a bustling port city as they are near to the water. So there's a lot of trade for um, animal products that goes back and forth due to that. Suget is well, more well known for fishing in particular. So a lot of fishermen live near there and their boats leave port and come back to Suget to sell the fish and transport them across the continents. Brolbus, as I said, fantasy Las Vegas. There's a lot of information about different clubs that have been established there, different things like that. There would be a particular casino called the Blue Lotus that would be very well known around there and tends to be the favorite uh, gambling spot for anyone who passes through. Their cocktails, the Blue Lotus named after the establishment is also uh, one of the must-tries that it lists. But as far as Verdif goes, that's where you kind of get the most information about the gods and the temples, because it sort of connects Verdif with that collection of temples further inland. So Verdif itself, while it's on the coast, it holds all of, most of the monasteries and um, religious libraries that hold any texts relating to any information to do with any of the gods. Histories of worship, any sort of tidbits about like w what they are and what they're responsible for in caring for the world is within those libraries. Now, most monks that live there will also regularly take a one to two day pilgrimage further inland to the freshwater lake that sits at the center of the aisle and makes up the snail uh, shell that people see when they think of Escargot Island. Uh, near the southern part of that lake is sort of a half circle of temples to every god, angel, and demon that exists in the world. Each one has their own individual temple that has specific caretakers and many who venture there. Depending on the god and the popularity of their worship, some, especially for gods like Morikyo or Horikosh, for example, some of them can wait days depending on when they take their pilgrimage to go inside and sort of speak to the deities, quote unquote. But many, especially in those temples, have come out stating that they've in some way, shape, or form communicated with the gods they were trying to reach. Okay, so it seems like our destination is 
Escargo Islands. The question is, which way do we want to go? Because Theothu, um, it's up to you if you want to try and stop by the temple that is in the snakeskin fields, or if we're just going to go straight to uh, Norgate and take the boat across there, and then make our way east through Escargo Islands, or if you want to stop by the snakeskin fields on our way there. It may be worth trying to go through the fields as it the site there may pertain more to my past, I suppose, but the temples, I don't want to drag you all into something that is not important to you all. As if there are other reasons to go to Escargo immediately, we No, could. no, no. If it's, if it's something that you want to get done, then we'll help you. I kind of want to see what's going on with this Raffaros guy. That, I don't know if you guys remember that the guy in that tower, he mentioned him and he said something about the only angel he would serve as Raffaros and I think he's talking about my angel wings. Also, Thelthu, I owe you a life debt. So if you need to go somewhere, I will accompany you, whether the others go or not. Well, thank you. I I believe I have time for all of my searches. I don't believe I'm on any sort of timeline in any way. If anything, if you guys have things that may take more importance, such as perhaps Raphros, there are temples to all gods and angels. Perhaps we should go there then. You you don't know anything about this guy, right? I don't remember if I asked you. I don't think I do. Can I roll religion? You may indeed roll religion. Uh, it is a 10 plus 6. Okay, nice. And anyone else who wanted to kind of consider that knowledge can roll either religion or history. I'm going to roll history, of course. I rolled a 14 for a 21. Nice. Okay. So, Thelthu, with your religion, you would know, and chat when I guess this, the general information kind of pertains to both of you, you would know him as the angelic deity, or the angelic god of healing and medicine. You would know Chatwin with the history side of things. He is more celebrated in this region that you guys are currently in as far as the sparkling grove. There are definitely monasteries and religious groups that are dedicated to the study of healing that you would know more about as um, your grandfather would actually have been, um, as far as the study of magic, been reaching out to a lot of those temples to try and sort of share information, if you will, as far as the expansion of healing magics and how that can be used to cure different diseases and make sure that people survive diseases that previously were thought incurable even through magical means. So you would know him as kind of like the overseer of that, that even though a lot of times in many people's minds, science trumps religion, many would still pray to Raphaeros um, for success in any of their healing experiments. Felthu, you would know more on the religious side of things that, yes, he is worshipped very heavily in the area of the Sparkling Grove, but he is still in the religious community. There is a divide between how people see the main pantheon of gods and how they see angels and demons. He is definitely more good aligned, as you would know. But because he is an angel, he doesn't have that dichotomy that many people seek when they seek out the main pantheon of gods. For example, Horikosh, he is the god of space and the stars and everything, and that is what you worship him as, but he is also the god of time. The angels and demons are definitely looked at differently because they don't have that dichotomy or that 
what people see as sort of a vast otherworldly knowledge. So many people will, depending on their method of worship, leave out the angels and demons in many cases. So Escargot Island is our, that's where we want to end up, correct? I believe so. Unless we have anything to do in uh, Norgate and Suget, then I feel like going through the snakeskin fields to hit both of Theothu's temples would probably uh, work better so we could cross two things off our list. It did thought did cross my mind that it may be better, but again, I don't wish to impose. It's not an imposition at all. Where are your friends? Kind of smile and, and nod. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, I don't really have... I'm just out here for the fun of it. I don't really have anything I'm trying to accomplish, so I'm not on a deadline or anything. It doesn't sound like um, any of us are, really. Or Elon, did you not mention at, at some point there was another god or something like that that had mentioned us or, or contacted you? Right, that would be Thaferin. We could talk to her. Right, is that a is that time sensitive? All I know is that she told me to find you guys. My job, the reason I'm even out here, is because Kriev told me that I need to basically explore the world. I dealt, it was specific to update maps, but I'm doing that as well. It's more for security purposes, I suppose. What do you mean by that? Let's put it this way. It's weird even for me. They want to know if there's any outside threats, any other armies that might come in and try to conquer us. It was a weird request because it hasn't been done in decades, I believe. So I'm taking this as Faithrin wanted me out here. Because as soon as I saw that post, I jerked it off the wall. Do we want to go now and finish discussing once we're out of this realm? I suppose we've been walking and talking, right? Yeah. Is, uh, why am I totally spacing the name the fairy girl? Aliana. Aliana. Is Aliana getting the in and out gang together? She would have flown away as you guys were kind of discussing all of this, walking towards the, um, the center of the, um, four forests with the different elements. She would have flown, found all of her people that typically do this ritual with her. And as you guys return to that central tree, would have met you there with all of her. As you can see more clearly now that they're not just doing the ritual and flying away so you don't see them. What looks to be like eight to ten other pixies of varying different types and such. So we're going to the eastern border of the Sparkling Grove and then crossing to Snakeskin Fields, right? Do we know if there's a port town there or... I mean, if there's not, we're going to have to walk along the edge of the water till we find one. Unless everybody, I say with hope in my heart, wants to walk all the way around and take the super long way around. Chavin, I'll walk around if you want me to walk around. But you will have to carry me some of that way. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to make us walk if we don't have to. But either we can find somewhere that I can buy something so I can be heavily sedated and asleep for the entire... Oh, wait, no, that's worse because then I'm unaware. Ugh. Let's walk around. It seems a more comfortable option, and I get to see a little bit more of the world. It's a long walk. Should we get, like, horses, or, like, a horse and, like, a cart to pull us in or something? So A carriage would be nice. I can drive a carriage. I can't. <laughs> so that's helpful. Do any of us have money? I have some gold. I have a wee bit, and I can make more. 
I uh, have a good amount. I just wanted to kind of think about the fact that as much as I would love the horses and carriages, they probably aren't free. If we're walking, though, all the way around and then all the way through the snakeskin fields, all the way down to the ports. I, I mean, I'm happy to murder some people and steal it, too. Let's not do that. We're not doing that. We are not going to kill anybody for this, Rupo. You know what we could do? We could offer protection for a caravan that's heading in that direction. That's true. We're lucky enough to find one. Well, we, why don't we just see what's there once we get to the edge, once we get to the nearest city. And then from there, who wants to walk around with possibly a horse and carriage and who wants to take a boat? You all know what my boat is. <laughs> I'm going to vote on fate at this point. On the map that we have, it's not very filled in, but do we, do we know where the closest city is? The major cities would be detailed on the map, yes. But there might be a smaller one with a boat sooner. We just don't know. Yes. You're, you're just not sure based on the map that you have. It's not well filled in as far as small towns and such. All right. Let's just, let's just get to this. We need to figure this out shortly. Hands up for make our own boat and try to sail across. How about we go back, go to the nearest city, see what's available, and make our decision based on that? Uh, I vote on that. That's basically fate. We'll do that. Okay, great. So let's go back. It's been so long. All right, in and out team, wrap us up. Get us home. Okay. Aliana puts her face in her hands, takes a deep breath, looks back up at you. Don't call us that again. But also, where exactly in the Grove am I dropping you? Am I dropping you on the eastern shore? Am I dropping eastern you shore. in one of the spots? Okay. As far northeast as possible. Yes. As far northeast to the border that you can get. Uh, still avoiding small towns. I know you mentioned uh, just Ivanborough, but I believe that's to the uh, to the west. That's the town with the um, the tourist trails, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and the terrible mayor. Not anymore. Don't know so much about the mayor. Never really left the forest, but well. And she'll kind of do a quick whistle, and you'll see her friends kind of fan out in a circle around all of you. And as you've seen before. They start slowly spinning around. As as they're spinning around, I lean into Elon and I go, "Wow, your friend's part of the In and Out team. That's so cool." Elon <laughs> <laughs> just chuckles. And with that, you guys watch as the Feywild fades from your vision, and the familiar, well, not so familiar because this isn't an area you've been to before. But similar to what you'd seen in the previous areas you'd visited, thick forest and dense brush greet you as you're dropped on the eastern side of the sparkling grove. You'll watch as the pixies disperse the remainder of, as Rubos keeps calling it, so it's probably going to stick the in and out team, flies back into the forest and vanishes. And Aliana remains with you all. All right. There's probably a smaller town at the edge of the forest. Again, haven't really gone very far. Don't know that they would have boats, though. Let's see if they have a carriage and some sort of animal to pull it, then. Are you good with, like, uh, is, is it more scary to be in? Like, what if they have, like, canoes? Anything I don't want to be in water. It's not the boats that I'm scared of. I'm not scared of boats. I don't like going out in deep water. Ooh, I'm a boat. I'm not scared of boats, Rubo. 
<laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, so we'll start going north, I suppose. All right, you guys start heading north, and within about five or ten minutes, uh, you would come across what looks like a very another small ramshackle town. No signs really to be had. It it really looks more like a rather than a town. It's like a family farm or like a state with a few different houses and some fields of crops and livestock. Then it really does a town. Do we see any horses? You do see a small herd of like five horses. What kind of weather is it like? Is it more like summertime, springtime or like autumn, winter? It's definitely more spring transitioning to summer. Okay, great. In that case, I'm going to remove my big, heavy black overcoat that I've been wearing this whole time and fold it up and stuff it in my satchel. So I just have the like harness and the short sleeve shirt underneath. I'm going to take the cloak. I'm going to put it on so it's just over one arm and kind of tie it up so it hangs just down to like the elbow. So I just looks like I just have one fancy kind of runic sleeve over and i'm gonna flatten my hair down a bit and be like okay i'm gonna go try to see if they have a cart and a horse that they are willing to part with ask if we could get all the horses we could all have our own horse they're, they're farmers they're probably not gonna part with all of that horses yeah i'll see if we can buy a carriage and a horse off of them i also might be able to do some repairs or upgrading on some of their equipment could get us a discount wouldn't take very long i know it doesn't seem like it almost ever but i'm pretty good at talking to people i could i could try yeah you want to help me talk to them yeah absolutely all right so who's going out to talk to them um i'll go me as well i was gonna say i look over at theothu and i go this is not meant to be mean i really like you theothu maybe you should wait here oh well i had thought i might go speak to the horses and see if they may be willing to come with us in so that if the horses wish to leave perhaps the owners would be willing to part with them i'll go with him i want to see that i would make the recommendation to at least let us talk to them before you talk to their their horses they might not like it too much that people are just walking into their horse pen and chatting them up it might look like you're trying to steal them that is that is fair. I'll I'll wait for the go ahead then. All right. Can I? I I have Rubo and Damien with me, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we see anyone working outside? The first people that you would probably notice is you would see like a mother daughter duo out tending to the crops, which it looks like are just starting to flower and should be starting to produce whatever fruits or vegetables that they're attempting to grow fairly soon. Damien's going to pluck a flower on the way there. As we approach, I'm going to try my best uh, very quietly to myself, just like, be cool, be cool, be normal. Okay. Hell there! Uh, And kind of draw their attention and wave as I get closer. And you would see both the mother and daughter start kind of in a similar fashion, just like jump a little bit and look up at you guys as you walk out of the woods. Both of them would sort of immediately put down whatever tools they were using to pick weeds and tend to all the crops. And the mother would sort of step in front of the daughter protectively and be like, "Uh, yes, how can we help you? Hi, sorry to just kind of walk up on you. We were traveling through the woods. We're trying to make our way north from here. And I was just going to inquire if you had of any 
carriages, carts, or a horse for sale that we could uh, buy off of you or trade for just to help our journey along the way? I guess that depends. Um, we definitely weren't looking to sell our horses or cart. Uh, we don't really have a carriage. That's too fancy for any of us. But we've got a little wooden cart that we usually take into town to bring all of our supplies back and forth. Oh, and if it's if it's the only thing that you have to move your own equipment and supplies, then feel no obligation to sell to us strangers. I totally understand. I just, you were the first ones that we've encountered on our short journey thus far, so I figured we would ask along our way. My husband, Jeffrey, would be the one to talk to about the horse, at least. We could probably spare one. As far as the cart goes, that's really the only thing that we have. So we could probably arrange to take you into town. There's a small town called Millsboro that's up the ways a bit, uh, about 20 minutes by the cart. He could introduce you to the guy that made ours. Well, that would be very much appreciated, actually. Of course. But you, you said you might be willing to part with one horse, uh, or we should speak to your husband about that, correct? Yes, he's the one that keeps the animals. We usually tend to the field more often than not. He's up in the house. I believe him and my son, uh, Clyde, are getting things ready. They're doing some shoeing today. so I can help with that. I'm a blacksmith. Oh, really? I'm sure they'd appreciate it if you're willing to stay a little while. Uh, another question. We have a friend who's a bit peculiar looking for simple folk. Would it be all right if he were to accompany us? You'll see her eyebrows for what do you mean by peculiar? He's not quite human. Have you seen a lizard before? I mean, I've seen some little ones crawling through the grass every now and then, sure. Imagine a human-sized one but with the night sky for arms and legs. He is very blessed by his god Horikosh and is a very devout individual. Hey, Delthu, uh, come here real quick. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, he'll, he'll walk on over. I mean, glance at the horses. Like, I thought I was going to have a, sim- uh, a sign to go talk to them, but all right. Elon is also sad following, like, aw. Delthu would, would come, one hand holding the uh, the... The bow that's strung across his, his shoulder. And as she's kind of like looking at Damien, like, uh, I, I'm like not really sure how to respond to that, you see her eyes kind of travel as Chatwin goes, Hey, Delthu, get out here. And her eyes kind of widen. And she looks and goes, You weren't kidding when you said he was a giant lizard. No, he's an awesome individual, though. He's, he's very nice. Amazing. He's an insanely kind individual, and we appreciate him for all that he does. I, I'm standing right here. You're all speaking as if I'm not. Right. No, you are an insanely kind individual, Theothu, that we appreciate for all that you do. Well, Theothu, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Mary. Forgive me for being a little shell-shocked. I've never seen any one of your type before, so... um. We don't really get many visitors in general, so anyone who comes by is a bit of a surprise. And she looks kind of up to Elon as well. I didn't realize there was another guest. Uh, uh, apologies. Yeah, no more surprises after this. I we we just we didn't want you to think he was some sort of monster attacking your farm or something. Understood. Right. Uh, isn't there one one more of us? Oh, that's true. Um, what are y'all talking about? There, there's nobody. It's just. Us five. 
Okay. Make deception checks. <laughs> All right. Damien's looking around dumbfounded. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, why aren't we? As Aliana hides under Elon's ponytail. I ain't gonna fucking show Aliana. With my 26 deception? Okay. Uh, I got a natural 20 plus 7, 27. <laughs> I got a natural 20 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbingly oh, good okay. liars. <laughs> Elon just sweeps his hair, kind of trying to hide Aliana to to them. It's just like Baywatch slow motion. <laughs> and as you brush your hair, you feel Aliana grab one of your fingers and sort of hide in the palm of your hand a little bit. Yeah, just like didn't put my hands behind my back and just kind of hold her, cup it. <laughs> I'm going to roll a stealth check for her. Um, yeah, the highest roll that they got was an eight. So you guys didn't need to go so hardcore, but okay. Listen, fate. <laughs> oh, yikes. Did she, did she sneeze or something? Please tell me she didn't get a one. She rolled two. <laughs> oh, okay. She doesn't sneeze, but she does. She's trying to make a move to your one of your satchels that you carry. And she trips on your hand. And instead of flying over very uh, nimbly to your satchel falls face first into the grass from your hand and you hear the little thump but you do see the daughter kind of look up for a minute you look down and you see aliana in the grass and then you don't but it's like she vanishes good girl the mother is left like looking at you guys and it's like all right and you see that she's taken your oh there's one more no wait there's not in a very different way, and it's like, well, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. He's very sensitive. It's okay. But I, uh, that's all right, dear. You don't have to talk about it. It's all right. I, I hug the lady. <laughs> she gives you that very motherly, like, pat on the back, and is like rubbing your back, and is like, it's all right. Let it out. I'll go speak with your husband about the horse. Thank you. And she just kind of nods, continuing to comfort Rubo. Uh, I'll go with you, see if I can help them with their shoe. And, and would it be all right if I speak to your horses? We, we need to ask the husband about that. Yeah, come with us, Thothu. Go on my way towards the house. I don't think Aliana wants to be, like, open, because she's from an entirely different, like, realm, Damien. I don't think she wants to introduce herself to just anyone that we meet, you know? All right, I suppose. That kind of makes sense. I figured the the little young lady would like to see a, a real fairy. My daughter used to love stories about him. Probably, but I mean, it's probably best that we ask Aliana before we introduce her to anyone, see if she's okay with it. All right. As we approach the house, we don't see the father and son outside the house or anything. We have to go knock on the door. You wouldn't necessarily have to knock on the door. They're out in the middle of nowhere. They leave the door open. Ah, yes, country life. Yes, indeed. And you would hear two men's voices, like... I come up and just knock on the door. Excuse me. Hello. Sorry, we just spoke with your wife and daughter over there. She, they, they sent us over here to talk to you about horses. Yeah, that'd be me, who I have the pleasure of speaking with. You would see a graying old man, but he kind of leans against the door. Not necessarily inviting you guys in, but sort of taking in the two of you. We have Thalfu with us, too. Just standing behind, hasn't said anything. <laughs> and he would look up and kind of, his eyes would widen as he sees Thelthu and is like, 
Uh, you said you spoke to my wife about the horses. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm Damien Travers. I'm a blacksmith. We were looking to possibly try to get uh, some horses or a cart to head north. She mentioned that uh, you had a friend in town that might be able to assist us with that, and that uh, we should check with you if you are willing to sell any of your horses. I'm a blacksmith, so I can help you with your shoeing issue, and our friend the Altu here can keep the horses calm very well. Well, I just wanted to speak with them, actually. You can speak to the horses? I believe so, yes. I ain't never seen anyone do that before. Well, magic is an interesting sort of thing. Damon's gonna be like, believe me, I come from a really small town. I'd never seen anyone do any magic other than those few people who do shows. He does the real thing. It's awe-inspiring to watch. I ain't never seen anybody do no magic before, but you're welcome to try it if it'll keep him calm enough. I know we've got some uh, rowdy ones that could definitely use it. As for selling one of them, I mean, I'd say of any of them, there's maybe one we wouldn't get rid of because she's our good plowing horse. But the rest of them, they'll still pull a cart real good, and we can stand to lose one. Uh, what would be uh, a fair price that you would put on um, just a good horse for pulling a carriage or a cart? For one of the good cart-pulling horses, I'd say maybe uh, 25 gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that right now. Perfect. I'll take out 25 gold pieces. I'm going to cast Mage Hands to make them levitate in the air. <laughs> You said you'd never seen magic before, so here you go. He's looking mystified as he kind of holds out his hands hesitantly and the coins like fall in. And he kind of looks and he's like, well, sure. And he'll look to Thelthu and be like, well, if you can speak with him, then um, I'll point out the one you can't have. And then whichever one you feel is better for you is whichever one we'll take into we'll take him into town with us and I can show you where my uh, my friend Mike, he, his little shop set up. He builds carts and various other wooden things for anybody. Certainly. Well, your mind if I get a look at your horseshoes? Absolutely. I can definitely show them to you right this way. He's going to go inspect the quality of the horseshoes. How old is the son? Is it like a kid that I'm like left with now? <laughs> No, he's definitely not a kid. He's probably like early to mid 20s. Who's kind of just awkwardly standing there and just like, so where'd you all come from? The forest, mostly. I mean, I came I came from the um, the Andrus Isle, the island over to the west. Uh, I don't know where the rest of them came from. I think one came from a city, but the forest, most recently. <clears throat> Hear a lot of people disappear from there. Yep. Not us, though. <laughs> well, I guess that's good. Are you looking to disappear from here? Not necessarily, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on my priority list. And he's kind of, like, looking at you fascinated. He's like, I just never met anybody that has walked out of that forest alive before. You know? At least not that has passed through here. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously we're not, like, is, are they, do they have, like, candles lit in here or something? Some sort of little flame that I can snuff out and then light again with my control flames? Okay, yeah, I'll just with snuff it out and then light it again. I mean, we're not, like, normal people. We're all pretty strange. And he's just kind of, like, 
looking at the lamp and you see him kind of inspecting it to see if you've done some sort of like illusion or if it just did it by himself itself. And he's like, definitely ain't normal if you can do that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we're all pretty weird, I guess. Uh, I'm just looking around, <laughs> waiting for the rest of my friends to be finished. Because <laughs> I'm standing here like, who is this man that I've been left alone with? <laughs> he just does, and he very quickly calls, falls back into like a comfortable silence as you see him starting to look over more like documents and um, starting to write stuff down. Like you can see, he's sort of been uh, taken under the wing of the father as far as managing all of the things to do with the livestock and such which is probably what they were looking over before you got there. And as that awkward silence falls over you guys and Damien, Thelthu, and Thelthu uh, head over to the uh, to inspect the horseshoes and choose a horse, I think that's where we're going to leave it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know this was more of like a setup episode, but... We're so glad that you joined us. If you liked what little bit that, of an idea that you got of us in this episode, please be sure to follow us on social media. We are Chronicles of Craft Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we have a YouTube channel where we put up all of our episodes full start to finish uh, if podcast platforms are not your thing. So be sure to tune in and... Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And what do you mean I'm not normal? Hey, everybody. It's Nathan, a.k.a. Rubo from Chronicles of Kriath Podcast, here with a message from our friends over at Instacart. We understand that life gets busy, both in our fantasy worlds and in real life. That's why it's good to save time where you can, and Instacart can help you save time on your grocery shopping. Skip the weekly trip and let an unseen servant or a personal shopper, as Instacart calls them, stop at your favorite stores for you. They'll pack out anything from fresh eggs and produce to your favorite snack of ingredients. All delivered to your door in as fast as one hour. And don't worry if you're a picky shopper. They pick items with your preferences in mind. But don't take our word for it. Try Instacart for yourself. And if you use the link in our description, you'll get free delivery on your first order over $35. So what are you waiting for? Your groceries aren't going to fall out of the sky, but with Instacart, they can be delivered to your door.